0: Hello and welcome to episode number 4 of News of the Nerd, the podcast where we talk about movies, TV shows, video games, comic books and anything else remotely nerdy. I am Jason and I'm here with my brother slash co-host, Benjamin, spelt with two N's and one Y, but it's not where you think. (laughs) Why? 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 Because I've been wanting to do that since I saw that episode of She-Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, as you might have guessed, we'll be talking about She-Hulk today. Uh, but first, let's discuss. Do, do, we not the have, news. do we not have like
1: a special special episode theme tune or something like? Special
0: episode. Why is it a special episode?
1: Because it's we just it's a full She-Hulk episode. That's special. It's special we're not just gonna chat bollocks
0: well no, there'll be some of that as well
1: okay probably yeah true
0: so the news the first bit of news I've got here um well i've got I've got two bits of Marvel news um so I'll start with the smallest bit of news that I still think is fairly sizable, but it is a rumor but it's um it's come from deadline. And Deadline have reported that a source close to the production has confirmed to them that there is talk on set about Sasha Baron Cohen appearing in Ironheart. Okay. Have you not heard this? You sound surprised. I have not
1: heard this. No.
0: And guess who? Guess who? It's rumored that he's going to be playing. Then.
1: No, please, no. Don't don't tell me he's going to be like a multiversal Tony Stark. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no.
1: Would, no, please not.
0: Now, rumour is that Sasha Baron Cohen is going to be playing Mephisto. Okay. Okay. Who, I mean... I, I could it, be down with that. Yeah, he's not someone I... That could I could be down
1: with that. I like Sacha Baron, Baron Cohen.
0: He's not someone that I would have picked as Mephisto but mostly because I wouldn't have thought of him um but yeah no it seems it seems a, like it could be a it could work it could be a good choice my main reservation is is Ironheart really the project to introduce Mephisto why not I don't know it just I don't it doesn't feel like it fits to me we've already you got the hoodie in don't there know how,
1: you don't know how they're gonna do it though
0: yeah, maybe if it's a, you know... If a... it's
1: small parts of him just whispering things in people's ears.
0: If it's a final episode or a post-credits tease for something bigger. But I just feel like using Mephisto on a series of Ironheart would be a waste.
1: We know it's not going to be a series. It's a whole conspiracy. It's going to turn into a movie.
0: No, I think Ironheart it's a conspiracy. will a series. It's
1: a conspiracy. They're not doing series anymore.
0: I mean to be honest I, after watching Werewolf by Night I would be happy if they said you know what we're going to do less series we're going to do more one-offs
1: I've not watched it yet I'm 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 allowing closer to Halloween for that
0: Yeah you know I would have done as well I've not watched Hocus Pocus 2 yet for that reason but I I mainly watch these things as quickly as possible to avoid spoilers online same reason I watch House of the Dragon every Monday. Because if I don't, I know it's going to be spoiled.
1: Yeah, I'm not caught up with House of the Dragon yet. I'm caught up with She-Hulk. <laughs> Luckily. Good.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, um, apparently Sasha Baron Cohen has been spotted at Marvel facilities in uh, Pinewood Studios here in the UK. But, yeah, it it is just a rumour at the moment. But... If it's being reported by Deadline, who are you know a pretty a reputable source, they don't yeah. just they don't just report on on any old rumor. Then yeah, I think I think there's a strong possibility that this is happening.
1: Yeah, definitely. But I'd be I'd be excited for that.
0: I would have still preferred Steve Buscemi.
1: What did you call him? I'm sorry. Can we just rewind to last week? What did you call him?
0: Ah, Buscemi.
1: Bashimi, Steve Bashimi.
0: How did you not know who I was talking about?
1: <laughs> Cuz he's not called Steve Bashimi. <laughs> it's like if I if I said um Daniel Upside Junior, you wouldn't know who I mean, would you? Robbie Downey Jr. <laughs>
0: Well, that's because it's nothing like exactly. If I'd exactly. said exactly, if if talking about this news, I'd said Sasha Baron Cohen, you would have known <laughs> who's, who's who that? I meant. <laughs> who's who's, who's Sasha Baron Cohen? <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> that's is all Al the information to we have on
1: that.
0: So the other bit of Marvel news,
1: I think I know this one, which
0: I had seen last week as a rumor, but I thought that the chances of it being real were so low, it's not even worth us talking about. However...
1: Yeah, I know which one you're on about.
0: Also coming from Deadline, or Deadline have confirmed the rumour, Harrison Ford is going to be in Captain America New World Order, taking over the role as General Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross. What do you think about this?
1: That was one of the bits of news I had, and I I'm down for that. Yeah. Better hand Solo action.
0: It did it did feel like they were they were making a decision when when Chadwick Boseman died, and they said we're not going to recast T'Challa. That did feel like that was going to be a line in the sand. So why is it different with William Herb?
1: Because. I don't know, cause it, cause no
0: one remembers him. I mean, I remember him. I'm glad. I'm glad that the characters continuing. Um...
1: Maybe he's a, maybe he was a scroll. Yeah. There yeah. you go. S- sorted it. Sorted it. Black Panther were too intelligent to be a Skrull.
0: scroll. Skrulls can be intelligent.
1: But yeah, Ross was a Skrull.
0: Yeah, and that explains why he's going to change his face. Yep. Just, Just... like Rhodey. Rhodey's a scroll, I'm telling you.
1: <laughs> what would you do if in this film, like, he rinsed Sue and then just scrolled out?
0: Ah, oh, I'd lose my shit. <laughs> <laughs> we predicted this. Yeah. Um, who else did I say was going to be a Skrull? M- Maria Hill. <laughs> Although we, already, we have already seen Maria Hill as a scroll. It's just whether she's always been a scroll or not. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, um, I mean, it, it's kind of a strange one because if General Ross never appeared in another Marvel film again, I don't think people would be like, where's General Ross gone? Why? Why?" It's not like he's a major part of the MCU disappearing. Maybe so that's this, why
1: they, they was able to do it.
0: This makes me think they have plans for him. They're not going to have the trouble of recasting with Harrison Ford if they've not got some pretty big plans for him. Um and he's
1: gonna betray his scroll scroll friends and tell everyone.
0: Well, comics readers will know that General Ross goes on to become Red Hulk. Yeah. So it would make sense to me that they are laying the groundwork for that.
1: Very possibly. Very Which possibly. Be
0: really cool to see on uh, on the big screen.
1: Harrison Ford as um Red Hulk.
0: And also maybe that's how they've convinced Harrison Ford to come on board. He he never particularly... He he fucking hates Han Solo. (laughs) Like, you can tell in interviews, he hates Han Solo. I was surprised he ever came back to do Han Solo. (laughs) And he's not someone that I ever thought would want to come into the MCU. But if they say to him, look, do, do this one film And at the end of it, you transform into Red Hulk and you can be in the next five films as a voice actor only. Like, yes. Easy paycheck. Bring it on. So that's my prediction. At the end of Captain America New World Order, he is going to transform into Red Hulk. He's going to be a member of the Thunderbolts. Yep. And you're never going to see him look like Harrison Ford again. It's just going to be his voice.
1: Harrison Ford's just going to be sat in his home with a cup of tea, with a microphone, just like Hulk smash. We're like, are we good for next week? Yep, sounds good.
0: The second cushiest job in the MCU after Vin Diesel. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've, right, I, just talking about that, have you seen the clip? Because, so, do you know, obviously, they do Guardians at Galaxy, and then there's the different languages for it.
0: Hmm.
1: Right? So, obviously, they get actors that are fluent in that language to do the voiceover. They got Vin Diesel to actually do every single language. There is a video of Vin Diesel going, I am Groot. Soy Groot. Je m'appelle Groot. Like, (laughs) just in every language, and it's great.
0: I'll look that up. I I love the bit where he's like, soy Groot. In fact, if you're listening to this now, have a look at our Twitter account, at News of the Nerd. I will find that video and tweet it.
1: It's great. It is, it is great. <laughs> it's like, how much did he get paid per language?
0: Yeah, well, they probably thought we're paying this fucker just to say, I am Groot. <laughs> the least he can do is in say different it in other languages.
1: Do you think he's there like, I am Groot. That's two million. I am Groot. That's another two million. <laughs> just every time he says it, he's like, ching
0: Yeah. That's all the Marvel news. Um, I do have a bit of DC news, which uh, feels like it's been a long time coming. But apparently, Warner Brothers are planning a Man of Steel sequel. Okay. With uh, with Henry Cavill reprising the role as Superman slash Clark Kent slash Kal El, which you know I think he's I think he's great in the role. But I d- I didn't like the Man of Steel, but that wasn't him.
1: No,
0: I didn't like Batman versus Superman, but but that wasn't him. Um, at the risk of making some nerds very angry, I just hope they keep Zack Snyder as far away from this project as humanly possible.
1: <laughs> Why? Because you don't want to be sat in the cinema for four hours.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Not that you know, I just I want a hopeful film. I want a hopeful Superman film, and yeah, I I think Henry Cavill. Uh, definitely has a brilliant superman in him do you know uh, and i'm about
1: to get hate letters and death threats from nerds that are listening right now but i hate superman the only superman that i have liked is smallville superman wow that's not even superman really that's probably why i like it (laughs) They, they were just like I know it's a series, but there was just so much more depth to it. I feel every every Superman movie that I've watched, I've come out and gone, they we're all right." No, like, it... I've never I've never come out of it like like the first Black Panther. You come out and you're like, "That was fucking sick." Do you know what I mean?
0: I mean, if you go back and and watch the original um, the Chris Reeves Superman films, and like that's that's where it all started. That's there's so much in those that you can you can trace the DNA of that film right through to modern day superhero films, uh, and still some of the best. the 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 original the first Superman is brilliant. Superman two is also very good. Eh, the other two, you know, not so much. But whatever.
1: <laughs> that we're not going to
0: talk about that. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I don't think there's ever been. That I've seen, anyway, a Superman, a actor, a bad Superman actor. Because you know, Tom Welling is great, as much as Smallville was uh, the OC with superpowers. Yeah, Tom Welling was was great. You know, I I stuck with that show for so long because, like, just want just wanting him to fly. No, no, that that wasn't <laughs> even it. I was fine with the no flying rule. Um. I did think it was weird when, uh, when Supergirl turned up and she was just flying around and he was never like, I'm going to give this a go.
1: It, I mean, he did. That was how he learned to fly. Because she kept, she kept telling him that you can do this and he's like, no, no, no. And then he kind of had to, so he ran through a cornfield and kept eating dirt and then managed to fly.
0: Well, I didn't stick with it that long. I didn't get to that bit, but I, I think I stopped like a few series away from the end because I was just like, I can't do this anymore <laughs> because every series, it was like, you know, it was teasing this really cool villain all the way through and building up and building and I like, this finale is going to be awesome. And then it'd do a really lame version of whatever villain. And it was just never the epic, the epic battle that I wanted it to be. And it every was...
1: episode were good apart from the finale.
0: Well, again, I I didn't watch I didn't watch the last couple of series. But yeah, as soon as uh Kara Kara is Kara, isn't it? zor Aurel yeah. turned up yeah. um and was flying around, you would think you would have thought, Oh, that's something that Kryptonians can do. I'll try it. But I never saw you know, I suppose it could have happened off camera or whatever, but yeah, I never even <laughs> saw him mention the possibility that he could maybe ever fly.
1: He just, he broke the fourth wall because he tried to fly and he just ate dirt so bad. He was like, don't show that on the show.
0: But no, I'd love, I'd love to see a hopeful, more upbeat Superman film, more like the Christopher Reeve versions and they kind of went back to that with uh, with Superman Returns with Brandon Ralph, who again, not a good film, but Brandon Ralph was a great Superman. It's like
1: Batman. And the versus... guy
0: I can't remember. I can't remember his name now. But the guy that turned up on the Supergirl TV show, and he's got his own show now that I've not watched, but I've heard very good things about Superman and Lois. Superman and Lois, yeah, yeah, he's apparently it's meant really, to be good. really good. But that guy, that guy was, from what I saw of him in Supergirl, and in the, I think he was in the Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover they did. He <laughs> was great. On.
1: What's his name? I don't know. You don't know?
0: I don't know his name.
1: Tyler Hotchlin. Hotchin. Hotchlin.
0: Superman's got to have a hotchin. He's got to have that dimple Hotch-lin. in it. Hotchlin. But yeah, like a, just, just keep, keep Zack Snyder away from it. Give it to... Someone like I'd like to see like a, you know, it'll probably never happen, but like a Robert Zemeckis Superman film, or a Steven Spielberg Superman film.
1: Yeah, something a bit less grey.
0: Those yeah, and those those two directors that I pulled, I think, <laughs> tells you something about my my era of <laughs> film knowledge that I go to. Um, I've got to be able to think of someone more. It's just
1: everything. It's I think we we should have a Michael Cage suit.
0: <laughs> Something from at least for noughties. Uh, what about um, Russo Brothers? What? Yeah, give it a Russo Brothers. Yes. <laughs> no, like uh, I don't even know if he's still direct. Tell, tell me it wouldn't all... work. Tell me it wouldn't work, though. Oh no, it'd work. It'd be brilliant. And it'd be great, just great marketing for the film as well. To be it'd like, be great we, marketing we got Marvel for Marvel star <laughs> um, But yeah, Gore, Gore Bavinsky directed uh, the original Pirates of the Caribbean trilogy, great films. He also directed Rango, which is brilliant. Yeah. He directed The Lone Ranger, which isn't so good, but it's not. It's not bad, but it's not good. But it does have like visually. I, like, it has that, that action-adventure kind of feel that uh, that I'd like to see in a Superman film. Yeah. Um, and again, you know, like the, the Pirates of the Caribbean, the Dead Man's Chest and At World's End, they weren't great, were they? But visually, like, they looked awesome.
1: I think that's what Superman needs. It needs to stop being just an action film. Yeah. It needs the adventure side as well, and do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, Superman going on a journey up a fucking mountain. Do you know what I mean? That just something.
0: I mean, it won't be difficult, would it? It just fly.
1: Without flying, <laughs> like, like. Oh, you what, you're do...
0: going back to Smallville again now.
1: <laughs> no flying allowed. I'll give you a kryptonite anklet.
0: But yeah, apparently this is something that Warner Brothers are pursuing. Um. Pursuing, 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 Not pursuing. 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 <laughs> it's
1: pursuing for a pursuing. It's, it's, it's Steve Buscemi all over again. <laughs>
0: hey, anyway, <laughs> moving swiftly on. Um, yeah, no, it does. Like I, I, I feel like Henry Cavill's pretty. His schedule must be pretty tied up with The Witcher, so ah, oh, he's... T- I I like it's so it, if you if you had to choose like you know it can be superman again or he can he can keep playing Geralt of R- Rivia Geralt you'd you'd stick with Geralt just
1: Geralt <laughs> every show on TV Geralt that's all you're allowed to show from now on to the end of time is Geralt
0: as long as he had his, has his bard with him because uh, it's the best part of the show
1: no but just seriously the Witcher is just it's it's just perfect
0: so while we're on DC, uh, the Hollywood Reporter is reporting about Hollywood. And they are reporting that, uh, that James Gunn is working on a secret DC project. <laughs> the
1: Hollywood Reporter is uh, reporting on Hollywood. And yeah, that's what they've they
0: reported... They've reported that James Gunn is working on a DC project. And in Hollywood. In Hollywood. Uh so obviously James Gunn uh has already worked with DC on the Suicide Squad and then the spin-off Peacemaker, so I would be curious if it is this a Suicide Squad sequel? Is this another spin-off? I mean what if, if you if we got another spin off from the Suicide Squad, what would you want to see? Can it
1: be for the for either one? Either Suicide Squad. Yeah. I want more Deadshot.
0: Yeah, no, Dead that's shot. that is a good shout.
1: I liked Deadshot. Like the first scenes with Deadshot were great. Like they were just incredible. Like when he's testing the guns, that was sick. But that first one where he's showing you like him doing the hit and he bounces it off like a a piece of metal on a bar.
0: Reminds me of uh of, of the cat in in the Red Dwarf episode Gunman of the Apocalypse."
1: For some strange reason, I thought you were going to say, it reminds me of, cat, of the cat in Cat in the Hat.
0: No. <laughs> no, the cat when he's in the VR yeah. simulation as the Riviera Kid. The Riviera dun, dun, Kid. Dun, dun, dun. Anyway, yeah, so... I would also like to see a, a Deadshot sequel, and that is what I was, was going to say, but I feel like I need to have a different answer now, so...
1: Yeah, get your own opinions, God.
0: King Shark...
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: um, didn't he already have a movie? Um, that the film with soundtrack, yeah.
0: <laughs> How did you forget the name Jaws?
1: No, I was gonna do a four bit letters. The- no, I was gonna do a bit where <laughs> I was like, do you know that movie that with we- soundtrack Durnin? No,
0: did, did I ruin your joke?
1: You did ruin my joke.
0: I'm very sorry.
1: <laughs> you should be. You fucking prick.
0: I mean, it, it, it's not been it's not been in a film yet, but I have started watching series three of Harley Quinn.
1: Did you start on series three?
0: No, I've watched the first two as well. <laughs> I've started watching <laughs> series three of Harley Quinn, and Sandman is always the best character in uh, Clayface.
1: Are you okay today?
0: Clayface is always <laughs> the best character in that, so I would love to see Clayface but Clayface has done in a Harley Quinn TV show as a thespian a, a actor.
1: Okay, sure, yeah.
0: Um, In the same article as well, uh, they are also reporting that Matt Reeves is working on project or projects for DC. Uh, Matt Reeves was obviously the director of The Batman, and... Before the Batman came out, there was talk of multiple spin-offs, including, I think there was going to be one focused on the Gotham City Police Department. Okay. And there was going to be a spin-off on Colin Farrell's Penguin as well. What did you think to Colin Farrell's Penguin?
1: I've not seen the Batman.
0: You've not seen the Batman? No. It's got to be streaming somewhere by now, surely.
1: Not that I know of.
0: Look it up. Uh, JustWatch.com. I love JustWatch.com. Five forty-nine on Sky Store.
1: To oh, okay, rent. that's not bad, and it's meant to be a good good so
0: Yeah. So my my other bit of news that I have, uh, stepping away from superhero films for a minute, is um, J.D. Payne and Patrick McKay, who are the Rings of Power showrunners. Yeah, were interviewed recently for Esquire magazine. Okay, and they were asked about the abandoned Star Trek movie that they were writing and what their plans were for it. And I just thought it was uh, it was an interesting look at what could have been. So it was going to if you remember the the first of the the new Star Trek films started with Chris Hemsworth playing Kirk's dad. Have you not seen it?
1: Wait, do you mean Chris Pine?
0: No, no, no. Chris Pine plays Captain Kirk. Oh, Chris
1: Hemsworth 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 plays his dad.
0: Chris Hemsworth, in that first film, plays his dad uh, and dies at the very beginning of the film. Uh, But the idea was going to come from a, a Next Generation episode where they find Scotty trapped in a transporter. So what they were going to do was reveal that that Kirk's dad had tried to beam over to the shuttle where his wife was giving birth to Captain Kirk. Not a captain at that time. To baby Kirk. Kirk. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He he was going to have tried to beam over there, but the beaming's failed and his data's just stored in the device. And then for whatever reason, the crew of the Enterprise come across the wreckage of the, the ship that had exploded and... They find the transporter with the data of George Kirk still inside and it's a father son Chris Hemsworth Chris Pine team up movie.
1: I just had to look up the picture of Chris Hemsworth being his dad. Are we sure that's Chris Hemsworth?
0: Yeah. That's Chris Hemsworth, um, like about half He has half a the short back inside. That's Chris Hemsworth before
1: Before he got jacked for Marvel.
0: Yeah, I mean is it before Marvel? When did that? I'm gonna go. Two
1: thousand and nine.
0: Two thousand it must have already been in Thor I'll, by then.
1: He can't have lost all his muscle like that and then put it back on.
0: The first Thor was in twenty eleven. So yeah, it's pre Marvel. Or pre him being in Marvel at least.
1: So it's like so if they do, do this if they did do this movie, it'd be like the day it gets reconfigured. And he just comes out jacked. And
0: he's like, what
1: the hell? I like this. Yeah. Because you asked Chris Hemsworth to lose the muscles for a movie. He's like, nah, jog on.
0: Yeah, put a lot of work into that. So we have before talked about the big uh, science stories of the week. And something I've just seen, actually, is the, the James Webb telescope that we've talked about previously has taken new images of the Pillars of Creation.
1: You dick!
0: Was that going to be your story? It
1: was one of them. I've got a few. But yes, it has taken pictures of the Pillars of Creation and And it looks insane.
0: It is crazy. And I saw a side-by-side comparison of the, the picture that the Hubble took, which was amazing, and then the picture that the James Webb Telescope has taken, which has just got so much more detail. It looks crazy. It reminds me of uh, of that eternal's hand sticking out of the floor.
1: Yeah, it looks like it looks the Hubble's version looks like a painting. Yeah. Compared like the, it's just is it is insane.
0: It is and again this uh, I will I will tweet out the side by side picture um at News of the Nerd on Twitter. So that's all the news I've got anyway. Have you got anything to add? Yes,
1: yeah, so I've got a few. I'll go through it pretty quick so we can start arguing about She-Hulk. Um so one of the first things and some people might not be excited about this, my generation might be. Um the Nola Holmes movie's getting a second uh, a sequel.
0: I enjoyed the first one.
1: The first one's really good, and I, I do like Millie Bobby Brown as Enola Holmes, and I think she gives that Sherlock feel. Of course, uh, I don't know if I was still, if I was watching this last week, I get through things quite quick, but I was watching Sherlock, did I say that, last week?
0: Uh, no, which which Sherlock? So The, the Benedict Cumberbatch one. Uh,
1: yeah, the Benedict Cumberbatch one. Um and I feel like she gives that kind of feel to it. it. Even with like the Robert Downey Jr. one, there's that feel where they kind of like pause and zoom into things and analyse stuff. And it's got that feel, and I do like it, and it's a different take on it. And obviously, um, Henry Cavill as Sherlock Holmes just popping in every now and again.
0: Yeah, and I think, I'm sure I read... Because I, I, I wasn't this announced a while ago. I'm sure I've read that Henry Cavill was going to be a bigger part of the sequel.
1: I think because people liked his character in the first one. Yeah. He, he's going to be a bit of a bigger part in it. Um, that's really the only TV and movie news that I got apart from the Harrison Ford thing. I had that. Um, there is the Marvel update has updated its schedule with some a few delays.
0: Oh yeah, I did. I for, yeah
1: um so there are a few yeah, things I'd, that have been
0: delayed i think um, this was just after we recorded our last episode to be honest um and we so we were talking last episode about blade losing its director yes and i said if it doesn't find another director soon it's going to impact production and if production gets delayed then they're not going to meet their November it's, 2023 it's like, it's, release like a, date. It's,
1: it's like a year
0: and so it looks like that's what what's happened.
1: Six to September twenty
0: four. It looks like that's what's happened. It uh, losing the director has pushed back the entire schedule, which is strange when they said that the reason for the director leaving was the schedule changing.
1: Yeah, um, the so <laughs> the ones that have changed. Deadpool three has changed, and I'm guessing this is because of hugh jackman coming into it i reckon that might have been a late decision because that has changed from the 6th of september 24 to the 8th of november 24. so it's a few months uh, which is kind of production times uh the one that really upsets me is fantastic four was coming out in the 8th of november 24. it's now the 14th of february 25 valentine's day um okay. and avengers secret war so that was the 7th of november 25 it's now the 1st of may 26
0: so that's going to be because that's, originally that's, it wasn't... Been,
1: that's been pushed on like six months
0: wasn't kang dynasty and secret wars they were meant to be coming out at like either end of the year weren't they yeah. Uh, so that's pushed it into the following year now. Which isn't a bad thing. It's like, like
1: it... a year apart. So, because Kang Dynasty is the 2nd of May. Um... I don't think
0: it's a bad thing them, them separating them a bit more. I mean, remember how much hype there was for Endgame? And I think that was specifically because there was like that full year's wait yeah. between Infinity War and Endgame. Um, and if the Disney Plus shows have have shone a light on anything with Marvel, it's that you don't want to oversaturate the market. I, I think I think it's not a bad thing to to separate things out a bit more. We can have a bit more paper. There doesn't need to be Marvel releases all the time, constantly, because then they're just not as special anymore.
1: Yeah. And They're not I the think big
0: events that they used to be.
1: Another reason they may have done it is so they have announced in this schedule change they have included five untitled marvel projects yeah and one of them is due for the 7th of november 25 which when which was when secret wars was meant to be yeah so so for there's me something, there's something that they're adding in
0: there's something going in to bridge the gap which so between between infinity war and endgame we got ant-man uh, Ant Man and the Wasp, which was a nice, uh, less serious look, but also gives us the the important information that we needed for Ant Man Ant Man coming out of the quantum realm in yeah. Endgame. Game. So it, it it was both, you know, not as important with a little bit of very important to the overall story.
1: Yeah so which now between Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars there's three Marvel projects. Wow, okay. And then there's two after uh, Secret Wars. Um and they they have also added a six untitled Marvel project that is coming out. I don't think this is relevant but it's coming out between Agatha and Daredevil. Um but that's due to come out on the 16th of February 24. Yeah um so it looks like they've kind of structured it so they know what's coming up so there's six on un- this six projects that are coming out
0: is one of those armor wars or have they given a date for that
1: they haven't so that might be the one because uh, it's it's like a year it's like six months after ironheart that untitled project so that may be armor wars because they haven't put a date in but i feel like they've announced it so why wouldn't they name it in the schedule Unless they're changing the name.
0: What do we want these entitled projects to be? I want Eternals 2 to be in there.
1: Yeah, because I want them to kind of come into it a bit more. I I want a Ghost Rider, telling you. I'm just saying, Ghost Rider. I just want Ghost Rider.
0: What else? I I don't think we're getting another Guardians. Unless it's a whole new team, maybe. I don't know. I feel like James Gunn's going to be done with Guardians of the Galaxy after Volume 3.
1: Yeah, because they're meant to be killing off pretty much everyone, apparently.
0: I'm pretty sure Dave Batista won't do it without him. I don't know about the rest of the uh, cast.
1: Um, But, yeah, so that's all I've got in terms of movies. I've got a bit of science and a bit of gaming. So in terms of science, so a lab-grown brain, so lab-grown brain cells have learnt to play Pong, leading them to the conclusion that these cells may be sentient brain cells.
0: That's terrifying. (laughs) That is like proper... So they've
1: hooked these brain cells up to a machine and it, it has learned to play Pong.
0: Wow, okay.
1: And then in terms of gaming news, um, so just a quick one, because I know I talked about it before, Cyberpunk being an unplayable game and that it has now been made playable with updates and it can be played. It's had a million active players each day for four weeks in a row. Uh, which is quite big, which shows that the updates worked. Um, Xbox are saying it's going to be a couple. Of, it's going to be a couple of years before the Call of Duty games hit the Xbox Game Pass after, from the acquisition um, because of uh, contracts with PlayStation and Call of Duty and things like that, Activision and Raven Software and things like that. It's going to be a couple of years before they are allowed to put it on the on the pass. And obviously, it is a the 28th at Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 does fully release to the public, so it's not the beta. Um, the campaign comes out on Friday for people who have the beta, but the 28th is it coming out, so I will not be seen for a couple of days. And also, Call of Ju- uh, Warzone Mobile is coming out, so you know you can get Call of Duty Mobile. Yeah. You will be... No, are. I
0: didn't, but okay.
1: So you can get Call of Duty Mobile, and it's it's Call of Duty on your mobile. It's a mobile game, and it is quite good.
0: Oh, I would have never guessed it was Call of Duty on your mobile.
1: <laughs> uh, they're bringing out Warzone for mobile, which, which, which is quite cool.
0: I don't understand why you would want to play that on your phone.
1: So the, because if you're not near a computer, how are you going to get your dose of Warzone?
0: The only game, like, big proper game I've ever tried to play on my phone was... One of the Grand Theft Auto's it was like mobile versions of GTA Three and Vice City. Chinatown. No, it wasn't that. It was I think it was GTA Three, but they just it just doesn't. It's, it's not, not it's the not, same. Like it doesn't control well. Like without physical buttons, I'm constantly missing the bit of the touchscreen you've got to press to do whatever. Yeah. Anyway, um. Oh, the other one. Yeah, I have also played like uh Sonic through a Mega Drive emulator on my phone but you have the same issue like yeah. you you need you, you, you need, need those buttons. physical buttons for some games mobile games work because they've been designed for a touchscreen these games haven't but you know Call of Duty might play really well I don't know so if that's the end of the news uh let's move on to our main topic for this week which is She-Hulk series 1
1: are we going episode via episode
0: i think so yeah yeah so i think that's the best way to do it i think in future so we have discussed uh off mic doing doing bonus episodes for the big marvel disney plus shows uh week by week so that we can cover each episode in depth uh but we started the podcast when she hulk had already started so we kind of missed the boat with this one but uh yeah potentially that's something we'll do in the future
1: so do you want to start off on episode one
0: Well, for me, there are, I think, four, yeah, four standout episodes of She-Hulk, personally, out of the nine-episode series, and you know, and the others fluctuate between you know being fairly decent and being not very good. But uh, four episodes, I think, were exceptional. I agree. The first. Being the first episode, yeah, which was called a normal amount of rage. So yeah, I did this. This gave me this gave me really high hopes for the show. Um, I loved the the opening the opening bit of dialogue to the camera. Yeah, where you you know where she first breaks the fourth wall and says, "Oh, uh, by the way, look, I know you're not going to be able to focus on this lawyer show without knowing why I'm a Hulk." See, I think I wanted I wanted a bit more of that through the rest of the series, more fourth wall breaking. I mean, they did, you know, there was probably at least something in every episode. But yeah, um, in in the run up to this coming out, in preparation, I did start reading the John Byrne run uh, on Sensational Sensational She Hulk, and there's so much fourth wall breaking in that, and it it really does make the comic. Yeah, I for the the dynamic between Jen and Bruce was very believable that they were they family. Were...
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's what I liked in this episode was their dynamic more than anything.
0: Yeah, it it were almost a bit sibling like, but you could you could believe that they had like grown up together and been kids together and that kind of, you know, yeah. playful bordering on insulting banter that <laughs> yeah. families can have.
1: The playful aggression. I liked Hulk's underground lab. Like oh, he's just yeah. he's just got this beach hut, and then underground, he's like Tony built me a lab.
0: Yeah, yeah. But... I like
1: I liked the reference back to Tony. To be fair, it was like it was very subtle, but I did like
0: it. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't subtle. He said, "Tony, Tony no, Stark." I, it, was, it was
1: brief. <laughs> it was brief. Then
0: that's something I did like was seeing Hulk mourning slightly for the loss of Tony Stark. Um especially so when they were out drinking in the bar and they'd got their initials carved in the yeah. bar, Bruce Banner and Tony Stark. Um and you get to see see Bruce lamenting the loss of that friendship. Um that vulnerable side. Because that's something that we saw a bit in in Avengers was was the birth of this this friendship between Tony Stark and, and Bruce Banner, the science bros. Yeah. And it wasn't elaborated on much in the sequels. Like, it's not something that you got too much of after that. So it was nice to see... Of how that, much no, they, they did... actually hung out. And... Yeah. Yeah, they did remain friends. Even during the blip, they were they were hanging out on this beach, building bars together.
1: I and then... Do you know what else I liked in this first episode? He's got her doing all these tests and things like that to control the rage, and she breaks the door and steps out, and he's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" And she's like, "What?" Like she just, like she's fine. She's just calm. He's like, "Right." And she, and he's like, "Wait, what?"
0: Yeah, that was a, a great reveal. That you know, we, we knew at some point she would just be the Gen personality in the She-Hulk body because that's what She-Hulk is. Um, but yeah, the, the the reveal of that when. Where she says, why are you talking to me like I'm a stray horse? (laughs) Whoa. Yeah, and of course, uh, we've got the running joke through that episode of uh, does Captain America fuck?
1: (laughs) And we find out he
0: does. Apparently so. Apparently he does. Apparently he does. does. Although, you know, is, is Steve Rogers the type to kiss and tell? How does Bruce know that? I don't feel like Steve's engaging in uh, any of the old uh, (laughs) locker room chat.
1: I don't know. I feel like he would at times.
0: What did you think to the the training montage in this episode? I I liked
1: it. I like how she one-ups him every single time. I think it's funny because he's clearly getting pissed off with it. (laughs) Like he's got this massive binder full of everything he went to and he's and she's just like, I don't need that.
0: I wouldn't say she always one ups him either. Like she she finds her own way to do things, which I think is is more important than it's not about her being better than him, it's about her doing things her way. Like the thunderclap that Hulk can do, you know, he does one big clap and knocks you over. she can't do that, so she just does lots of little claps and deafens you. And...
1: Yeah, I liked that. I liked the... Um... So, obviously, when they're in the lab, he actually uses part of her blood to heal his arm. He does. Which I think was quite cool. And it's, I feel like it's something that probably could have gone quite unnoticed.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, and So, the... A good detail that shows how planned these things are. The inhibitor that he has on his wrist. He also has on his wrist in the post-credit sequence of Shang Chi that he's in. Yeah. Uh, which yeah, I thought was a good, a good bit of attention to detail. Uh, but yeah, so he he uses her blood. He then destroys her blood, uh, lest it get into the wrong hands, which foreshadows a bit of. Uh, where we where we go further down the line. Uh so once we get back to present day after after this extended flashback, Jen goes into court and is interrupted by Titania and she punches her out. And so I've i I've started rewatching She because I did really like it. But one of the questions I had afterwards was you're like, what what was Titania's deal? Why like, why was she there? Why was she yeah. breaking into the courtroom? It's only on a rewatch that I noticed there's a throwaway line in at the beginning of episode two from a news reporter saying that Titania was... Was... In another running, courtroom. Running away from traffic court. Yeah. And that's the only reason she broke in. But I was... Like first watch, I was spending the whole series thinking like, "What's what's her deal? Why was she breaking into that court in the first place?" Like, I I, I never felt like it was, it was properly explained.
1: I like just to just to cap off episode one. I like because obviously the the tag at the end is Jen and Bruce hanging out at the bar. Jen's acting really drunk, and obviously we find out Captain America didn't die a virgin. He's not dead. He's not dead, but...
0: But she doesn't know that. Yeah. But we know that.
1: Yeah. that he didn't die a virgin. And then she snaps out of it, like, she's not drunk at all, and she's like, Captain America! And it's done. It's like, I I thought that was a fun little tag.
0: It was. And these early episodes had some some really good little post-credit stings, and they didn't seem to do them much in the second half of the series. Um. But if we move on to episode two, which was called Superhuman Law, this is the episode where she gets dubbed She-Hulk by a random guy on the news. Yep. Um, It was almost Chick-Hulk.
1: Chick-Hulk, Her-Hulk, She-Hulk.
0: Exactly. But is then hired for the Superhuman Law Division at glknh which i think is is a really fun way to introduce more more superpowers and i I feel like this show's kind of finally delivering on nick fury's uh you know you think you're the only superhero in the world and you're about to step into a much bigger you know all that yeah yeah We're finally getting the crazy Marvel universe of, you know, there are just people with superpowers and magic powers and aliens and whatever else that just exist in the world, and we have to accommodate for that in various ways, including, you know, we we need an expert in superhuman law if that's going to be an issue that pops up repeatedly. Yeah. And so I thought having She Hulk work for the Superhuman Law Division was a great way of not only getting Abomination in there, but also uh, just introducing some fun side characters, uh, which I guess we'll discuss episode by episode.
1: Yeah, and I did like this um, because obviously her first client introduces um, Emile Blonsky.
0: Male um, Blonsky, yeah.
1: Abomination, which is cool because he's obviously been coming in and out. Like, he was in Shang-Chi fighting in the background with Wong, fucking Wong, everywhere. And I liked it. I liked, obviously, how it was like she was so stressing out about this. She was like, you know, we kind of tried to kill my cousin. Um, and then, obviously, she gets in touch with him and he's like, yeah, no, it's, we, we're friends. <laughs> like,. Do what you want.
0: Yeah i I thought they they went a, a really good way with uh, with Emil Blonsky, like that this whole reformed and you know it leaves you guessing all the way through. Like you know, is he actually reformed? Is is this an act? Like what what exactly is 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 this all just to get out of prison? Does he believe in everything that he's saying? Why has he got eight soulmates? <laughs> I mean... Or nine, what is it, nine, seven, eight, something like that.
1: He's got a lot. <laughs> we don't see them again, though.
0: No, I did think that was weird. Again, on my Maybe rewatch, eight. I was like, oh, yeah, there was, like, they were never on his ranch.
1: Maybe they were just scrolls.
0: Which he, he did mention that they were paying for a sizeable plot of land for him. You would assume they were going to live on there with him, but I don't think you see them on his ranch. No. This also had, I think you you start to get the recurring theme here of of Jen feeling uh, feeling passed by in favor of She Hulk. Like yeah. people aren't interested it, in Jen. It
1: starts it, off here, doesn't it? It's um,
0: when when she gets to her first day at GLKNH and she's told, "No, while you're at work, you have to be She Hulk."
1: Yeah, and I think it starts it starts the whole her. No one cares about Jen. Only about She-Hulk, but it's also with the bit where she doesn't want to be She-Hulk still, like she's yeah. not accepted She-Hulk at
0: all. And I think through, I think through the series, she does have, she 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 has her ups and downs with, you know, her relationship with the two sides of herself. Yeah. Um. Sometimes she, sometimes she embraces it and thinks, you know, okay, if people. It. If people are going to pay attention to me as She-Hulk, then I will be She-Hulk. And then other times she thinks, you know, why should I have to be She-Hulk for people to pay attention to me? And I think both sides of that are completely valid.
1: Yeah, there's one thing we didn't mention about episode one and we we didn't go over it. Uh, I think we briefly mentioned it in a previous episode, but in episode one when she's talking with Bruce about the anger... And how to control the anger, and she starts going off it about this, about how walking down the street at night, uh, like getting called out on the street because she's a woman, and all of this. And I thought that was a really powerful scene, and I think it it was an important scene. Yeah. Because no one says it, and for yeah. some for a Marvel show, which is a very big thing to actually acknowledge it and say it and do it in such a powerful way. I think that was quite good.
0: Yeah, it it was like. That could have been, I don't know, but that, that that if it was written differently, if it was performed differently, that could have been a, a really cringy, forced scene. But yeah, I thought it worked really well, and I loved as well how she, while she's saying that, she transforms into She Hulk, and yeah. Bruce is, is like, "See," and she says, "No, I'm doing this," and she's just proving to him, and now I can, I can control. My anger, I'm because doing it now. I have to do it anyway. Yeah.
1: Um. But no, I liked... I did like episode two. I feel like... I feel like episode two went a bit slower.
0: Episode two I liked. Um. I, I was a bit disappointed after episode one. Like I say, it's one of the standouts for me. I really enjoyed that. Uh, but it wasn't a true reflection of what the show was going to be. Episode two is more... Look, this is this is the show
1: yeah um and then again they went they went with the tag at the end of the the episode with jen being like her parents like can you fix this can you do this yeah. can you do this around the house
0: i mean speaking of her parents i loved all <laughs> just the family scenes yeah <laughs> uh you know i I love her, her dad assuming that because she has superpowers now she knows Hawkeye,
1: <laughs> but my question is why if you picked Hawkeye
0: why Hawkeye it's like not it's not like do you... because it he's got questions about Hawkeye, but also you know if he wanted to know these things it, Bruce Banner's his nephew, he actually does know Hawkeye, yeah
1: he's <laughs> friends with Hawkeye.
0: Um, and so it ends with it ends with Jen seeing on the news that Emil Blonsky has been escaping from prison, which leads us on to episode three, which is the people versus Emil Blonsky, uh, and brings back Wong. Yay!
1: I am sorry, but
0: always good to see Wong. It
1: is good to see Wong. He was a
0: great character um... and a great comedic character. Whilst never being the one to crack jokes, he still manages to be... Yeah. ...really funny. And they didn't have to change the character to do... They didn't have to change the character to make him funny to fit in this. He just fits. Yeah. You know, this is the same guy who was in in Doctor Strange 1. Listening to Beyoncé. S- listening to Beyoncé, yeah. Exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> um, I love, I'm skipping forward a bit here, but I loved... Uh, when, when, no, don't the,
1: don't say it yet, you the, the, can't ju-
0: say no, that. The, the judge says to him, uh, the, the judge says to him, You've just admitted to breaking a prisoner out of prison, and that is a crime. And he just goes, I must depart, <laughs> and <laughs> leaves through a portal
1: <laughs> and exits station.
0: So, yeah, so this is the people versus Emil Blonsky. So, we have the trial, um. The trial of Emil Blonsky, but we also have the first real um, B-story trial, B-plot yeah. trial.
1: And I'm sorry, but so this episode itself probably wasn't a standout for me. It wasn't. But the B-trial was it brilliant. Wasn't,
0: it wasn't a bad episode. No, not uh, I I don't think, anyway. Um, this episode did make me feel really old, because I assumed that... Uh, Megan V Stallion was made up for the show. <laughs> I had no idea that she was a real person. <laughs> I felt the same as when they announced that uh, the Bad Bunny was going to yeah. be in in the El Muerto film. Yeah. Like, who who are these people? Who's naming celebrities these days? <laughs> It's Why are they names. Megan V Stallion and Bad Bunny? Like they are not. They're not their actual names. Oh yeah, I didn't think it was on her birth certificate.
1: I mean, it probably is now.
0: Well, No, you I don't change your cha- birth. I you don't change a birth it. certificate when you change your well, name, you, know, you dickhead. No, you know what I
1: mean? You know what I mean. <laughs> it's her legal name, Megan V Stallion. Um, no, no, they're pop artists.
0: But yeah, I, I'd never heard of it. I assumed she was made up until you see what is clearly meant to be like a celebrity cameo.
1: But no, I I love, Runa, the Asgardian, elf,
0: thing. Yes, the the light <laughs> elf
1: <laughs> transforming into everyone, and like, it's when she transforms into the dumb lawyer, guy.
0: And comes back in. No, so... Yeah. So that was great, but that... I, it's, when, I,
1: it's when the he, she goes out as him to so the girls on the desk.
0: No, no, so she changes. She changes to Pug. Yeah. She changes to Pug and walks out and says something like, I love sexually harassing women in the workplace. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's like, come on, you know me. You work with me. Uh, because Pug does genuinely seem like a nice guy, and uh, I, I would die for Pug. <laughs>
1: <laughs> also his name's pug yeah what's well, not to love but no i liked the b story but the episode as a whole it was good it just wasn't a standout but let's
0: uh, so keep, keep talking about the b story a minute because i i wanted to talk about the resolution of that trial because so what you want from a courtroom drama which I wish we got more of in this and if we get a series 2 I hope we get more courtroom drama yeah. because that's that's where I wanted the focus to be and it really wasn't
1: well, it's like we were saying we wanted it to be like lucifer but marvel
0: well yeah so that that was police procedural so it's a bit different but but when when they win the case it can't just be you know they've they've put forward a compelling argument and they've convinced the jury it needs to be you know they pull out one last piece of evidence and it's it's something thinking outside the box it's something that you're never gonna assume is what's gonna solve the case and so them solving the case by jen testifying that the guy was so full of himself that he was so stupid He believes he could have pulled Megan v. Stallion, I thought was a great way to wrap that up. Um, It reminds me of, you know, like Liar Liar. Yeah. The way he wins the case is by proving that his own client lied about her age and so the prenup was invalid. Maybe I know that film too well. You're looking blank. No,
1: no, no. (laughs) I I love that film. Um, But yeah,
0: so like, but the way he solves the case in, in that. But by thinking outside the box and, like I say, proving that his own client is a liar, is is the the kind of thinking out the box that uh, that I wanted from this. And mostly, I think when they did courtroom stuff, that's what happened. Uh, they just didn't they didn't do enough of it. Yeah. So the the main the main plot of this episode was uh, was all about Wong and abomination. I
1: mean, yeah. Um, and obviously she had to get him off, um, and Wong's like half an hour late.
0: So I, I think we got some great abomination stuff in this episode. Um, I did love when uh, he he just he thought he'll transform into <laughs> abomination to show he's uh, in control and in everyone just loses of, the shit. Yeah, yeah, and you know he's not wrong. He transforms. He tra- he, he speaks as himself. He's not. He's not all, like, hulked out. No one seems to have a Hulk personality anymore. Uh, but, you know, he, <laughs> he transforms. He speaks. He transforms back. He remains calm. But everybody else freaks the fuck out.
1: Like, proper screaming for the life behind the desk. It's like, you do realise this guy's in, like, a box.
0: Yeah. Um. But, again, you know, uh, Jen uses that. To her advantage to prove that, look, he can still transform into abomination if he wants to. He just chooses not to. Like, that's not who he is now. And for the most part, I think I believe that, that there is some confusion with that in the last episode. I'm not quite sure what what's going on there, but yeah, we'll get to that. And then... So yeah, what was the... What was so... the...
1: The tag. tag this episode? The tag was Jen work walking into her office, signing some papers with Megan the Stallion, and then oh, both yes. just working.
0: yes. Yes, you know what? The internet <laughs> fucking melted down. I over loved this. it
1: because can we just agree? And can we just agree? And this is foreshadowing for future episodes. Jen as She Hulk is hot.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. I and mean... I think
1: I think that's what it was meant to do. And I think it works with the story.
0: Yeah. Um, But yeah, so actually that's something, you know, we're going backwards and forwards a bit here. But so, like I said, the internet melted down over that. Um, But in episode two, uh, I think that's when we we first start to see clips of people saying, like, oh, so they they took all the Hulk's manhood and gave it to a woman instead. Which, like, it's... It's amazing how accurately they managed to predict the online reaction to this show. <laughs> like it is, it is scary close with the things that people say in the TV show and the things that people were saying online week by week.
1: They they um, twerk and they're all like, "This is all that they've made superheroes." Is
0: it just it just shows how predictable <laughs> these people are. Um, it's same with like what. What was the name of the uh, the dickhead lawyer? Dennis. Was it Dennis? Um, he said. He said in episode two, I think, he asked her how how he how she got her powers, and he's like nepotism. I knew it. At the end of episode three, uh, Jen is attacked by the wrecking crew, who yes. I think in the comics are a bit of a, a joke criminal gang you use them when you need someone to just get easily beat up Um, but I did the cool I, weapons though I, I liked to, to, yeah two things I liked uh, what they did with these uh, one was showing Jen initially like scared she, she still has that that initial reaction of like oh fuck I'm getting mugged yeah Um, on the street, before she then looks at the camera and goes, oh, yeah, and remembers she's a Hulk and transforms (laughs) and kicks her ass. I
1: like that moment of realisation.
0: Yeah. Um, The other thing I really liked uh, was just the joke where she said, what, did you rob an Asgardian uh, Asgardian construction crew? As a joke, and they're (laughs) like, yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's like, is that not what we're meant to do?
0: Yeah. Moving on. So this is the second of the standout episodes for me. I Um, agree. And that is mostly because of... Wongers! New character, Madison King, spelt with two N's and a Y. But it's not where you think...
1: It's just my favorite thing about this is the all way through is just where she starts going, Wangers. Oh my yeah. god, Wangers.
0: Yeah, and I love I love the the dynamic that it's they have great. by the end of the it episode. Great. Um. But yeah, but that, that whole that whole when she story. Gets sent to a
1: different dimension.
0: Yeah, and she's she's just so she's so chill about it. She's the
1: person that you would hate in real life.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely.
1: But in this, it's like, more. We she's, want more.
0: You know, she she's always just, she's always semi-pissed with a, a drink in her hand, stumbling into situations that she doesn't fully comprehend. Um, but, yeah, she's living her best life.
1: And I like I like it because obviously when she when she meets Wong for the first time, it's like <laughs> she just stumbles in while he's watching uh, Sopranos. Uh, Sopranos like, and it's ruins everything. Yeah.
0: But I thought the whole Johnny Blaze storyline was, again. So what I was saying about it's very close introducing to it is very close to Johnny Blaze, uh, and that must have been on purpose. Surely. Maybe it's his brother.
1: Maybe that's how they're going to bring him in.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, so... Ghost Rider! What I was saying about the superhuman law division uh, being a good way to bring these characters in is, you know, it is it is an interesting thought. You know, th- this this place exists, Comatage, that teaches people how to use the mystic arts. There's got to be, you know, at least some of those people that abuse that power. Yeah. And then, you know, what do you do And how can you? How can you enforce any kind of rules over the use of
1: it brings the up, of it brings natural up that force? Question, it brings up that question that actually needs answering. Is we've got well, the Sokovia Accords got redacted. What's the word? Repealed. Repealed, um, which I, it doesn't. Does it ever really explain?
0: No, no, it's a throwaway line. I think.
1: And I'd like to know why. Kind of, do you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: well, because
1: because Endgame was, uh, Civil War was such a massive thing because of the Civcovia records. Yeah.
0: Well, I assume it's because without superheroes, everyone would still be blipped. Uh, So I think it's just like, okay, so maybe we do need these people. And they repeal the Scovia records. That's, you know, I just want them
1: to say it. I just want them to say it. I just want Ghost Rider to come on and say that.
0: And then walk off again, or ride off on his bike.
1: On a horse, yeah. (laughs) We also get the dating profile part where we start to see Jen kind of start to come into her She Hulk skin towards the end of the episode
0: yeah yeah so and and again, this is so is this yeah, this is the episode where she creates the dating app as herself
1: and just doesn't get and, anything,
0: which might be the most unbelievable thing in the entire m c u that Tatiana Maslani wouldn't get any matches as just herself uh but i i I find that crazy and unbelievable, but you know. You, you would definitely swipe whichever way means yes on She-Hulk. Is it right? People say swipe right, don't it's they? It's right. That's, it is there right, we go.
1: you old bastard. Um, but no, I liked it how she created that. And obviously, cause And she do not get it, so she kind of looks at the camera and goes... Because eh, obviously, Nikki's been trying to, to persuade her to do it like yeah. that. So she does, and then all of a sudden, all these matches coming in, and then...
0: Yeah, and then you get the string of awful dates, don't oh, you? Oh,
1: God, the awful dates. Um, and then I feel like it was this was a standout episode for quite a few reasons, but one of them was. So we'll talk about the other bits first, but obviously she gets a date with this guy, and they go on a date, they're having a great time, go back to hers, um, and things start to get a bit steamy. Yeah, obviously Wong's then opening up a portal because Donnie Blaze has fucks up again and released the seven hells upon Las Vegas. Um, so Wong's like, I need you. Just I like, <laughs> I love how like the portal opens when she's just mounting him, and it's like, um, she's just over him, and Wong's just like, no, come on.
0: It, it's probably it's the first time she's really acting as a superhero here. You know, she she goes through the portal to fight demons for for no reason other than that they're there and need defeating. Yeah, and see- you know what, Wong asks her to. But the the only other times we see her fight is you know she's fighting with Bruce, or she's defending herself from the Wrecking Crew. Yeah, I think this is the first time she's actively superheroing. Whether she realizes that she that's see, what she's like, doing or not,
1: like she's she's there about to go into the act, and he asks him, you see, she like she turns to him and she's like, "I need to deal with this," and it's that she didn't, she doesn't need to. Yeah, she feels she needs to. Yeah, and that's that superhero complex, which is what we, she's starting to accept it. Um, and I like that. And then when she's going through, like, she does fucking amazing with them. Like, she's just like, yeah, fuck you, bats. And, like, I think that scene is great. I love it how obviously one's, like, lassoing them and chucking them in. Um, and in, there's one where, like, <laughs> one's just, like, all the innards just explode on her. And she's like, oh, like, picks it out her and then just carries on.
0: Yeah because doesn't she still have a bit of demon on her when she goes yeah, back Yeah, she to the goes portal? back
1: and he takes it out of her hair and then
0: which I I think that's that's a turn off isn't it having to pick a bit of demon out of uh, your partner's hair Are
1: you going to tell me there's anything she Hulk <laughs> could be covered in that would make you say no Cuz if you say there is you're a liar Exactly um obviously then she comes back in it's Bound while Wawa time, then in the morning, and this is another standout part of this episode for me because it's so heartbreaking.
0: It is. I really felt for a, in in this moment.
1: We've always said that is what good TV and movies do, they make you feel. Yeah. Um, And obviously, when she's there, she's so happy. She's making breakfast for him. He walks out and sees her as Jen, and he's like, I gotta go. And it's just a heartbreaking moment.
0: It is, and it's another part of, of, you know, her trying to deal with with the duality of the two halves of herself. It's identity
1: crisis. Like, the whole series is identity crisis in it and her having to deal with that which might if you read deep into it it's like it's quite an important thing at the minute I'd say especially for, and I love obviously you get it a lot with you know like you get tiktokers and youtubers and streamers like my generation and anyone really but I'd say predominantly my generation are in the tiktoking Air uh, TikTok in streaming areas, and I think it's a big issue is identity crisis with that. Um, so I kind of feel like that is kind of represented in this as well.
0: If you're talking about you know having your online online persona and your offline persona, I people have been doing that for years on Facebook you know presenting presenting one life on Facebook and the the, the truth being
1: and I think th- I just think like it has done a lot of things well in that terms of in that term of things like you know like women's empowerment like identity crisis and things like that it has like show showcased it
0: yeah yeah all those themes are in here yeah
1: um, but no, this was a standout and I did enjoy it. Um,
0: I really enjoyed that episode. Uh, and But yeah, a, a big part of that was Madison.
1: Oh, absolutely. And I think, to be fair, the best part of this episode was the tag. I think it has to be.
0: I, I don't know if it was the best part, but yeah, it, it was <laughs> a very on, good part.
1: When, when, <laughs> when, when they're watching... Um, are they, this, are they, this, we're watching Sopranos again. This is us, side by oh, side.
0: Okay.
1: Um, and, and she's just like, Wongers, have you ever had a tequila sunrise?
0: And <laughs> I mean, just and naming just, drinks. Yeah,
1: and he's just like, no and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, just so calmly, he's like, I've had one of those. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know what it is about Wong, but I fucking love the character. Because he's, he's not trying.
0: Yeah, and. I don't know. It, I don't know if it was, but that whole post-credits uh, scene there had a real um, ad-libbed off-the-cuff feel to it. It's but, but, it's but based based on the reaction to this episode, I wouldn't be surprised if we see Madison pop up again, uh, I think even she's if been that's it, very just popular. just in in She-Hulk series two, um, just hanging out at Comatage, just,
1: just with Wong. Every yeah, time Wong appears, once Wong appears, and then they end up getting married.
0: Right, <laughs> like, that's what it's gonna be.
1: But it's it's the bit where she's like, "Have you ever uh, tried like vodka straight?" And he's like, "No, I've had vodka and yak milk though." And then she's yeah. like, "Do you have any of that here?" I'd love to try some yak milk. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, and we found out Wong's favorite. Dr- sorry, sorry. We found out Wonga's favourite drink is gin and tonic.
0: Yeah, seems like a gin and tonic kind of guy.
1: But no, I loved this episode.
0: So, episode five was Mean Green and and Straight poured into these jeans.
1: Can can we just admit that you hate Titania? I don't know what it is, I just hate her.
0: Yeah, so the idea is that she's a super influencer yeah so she's super powered but rather than you know most people in in the comics and films they get superpowers they either become a superhero or a super villain those are your choices never occurred to me that you could just use it to get tiktok famous
1: <laughs> which is what Titania seems <laughs> Literally. to have done and it's <laughs> Um, and obviously, the whole thing about this is that Titania has trademarked um, She-Hulk's name for a, yeah. a luxurious new line of skincare, beauty, and wellness exclusively for you.
0: And it so this seems to just be because she because beat, beat she, the
1: shit out. Yeah, her.
0: Be, because She-Hulk punched her out in episode one. She's just pissed off. On my first watch through. I was assuming that she had some deeper nefarious reason for fucking with her all the time. But no, it's just because she, she embarrassed her in episode one. She just keeps you coming don't, back don't to embarrass
1: an influencer. <laughs> Can't be doing that. Especially a super influencer, bloody hell.
0: But yeah, it does it does raise a question about uh, you know, the superhero aliases aliases. Alias-i. Alia-i.
1: Oh, don't start with this shit.
0: <laughs> about the aliases of superheroes, and that's not something I would have ever given consideration before, you know. Would Clark Kent have to trademark Superman? What, do, what does any of that say for keeping a secret identity?
1: It's like the Sokovia Accords all over
0: again. the <laughs> style. I'll tell you something I really liked about this episode. This is the episode where Nicky and Pug uh, t- team up to uh, to get a, get an outfit for Jen Walters. Yeah, and go to
1: the Boba Cafe. Uh,
0: Edna Mode. <laughs>
1: do you know what? I love the character. I really yeah, do. No, it,
0: it was great, but all I could think was Edna Mode. All I was thinking all the time he was on screen was, No capes!
1: <laughs> no capes! And obviously, there's the Avengers merchandise.
0: Yeah, but if <laughs> if he only designs outfits for superheroes, like there's a lot of work going on in his office. I think, but that, that is just another glimpse of how um, how populated this world is now. Yeah, you know, long gone are the days of it just being a couple of a couple of superpowered individuals at least like there's one on every street now
1: just some of have useless superpowers
0: all superpowers can be useful did you ever watch Misfits yeah remember the guy that could control milk
1: I don't think I watched
0: that far oh man that was that was great like I think he could he could control um lactose and so, like, someone had eaten cheese, and to kill them, he wrapped the cheese around their brain, inside their body. Because, you know, it was meant to be like, this guy's got a shit power, he can control dairy products. <laughs> but actually, it, like, it showed you how these shit powers, if you think outside the box a bit, can still be used. Do you know
1: what? I would love that superpower. Because I'm lactose intolerant, so I could buy a normal block of cheese and just suck out the lactose. <laughs> Anyway, back to She Hulk. There's that bit, and I love Alonso's character for making the costumes. Like, I think it's just a great character.
0: Luke Jacobson.
1: Luke Jacobson. Um, he has to go. They have to go meet Alonso, don't they? Alonso's the guy who forces them right. to buy Avengers and also yeah. Avengers.
0: Yeah, I think I'd stick with Avengers. I think I they did buy the T-shirts. Avengers
1: stuff, uh, not the Avengers. But then, obviously, we get to the trial.
0: So this is one of the things I was talking about with with the, the way that you solve these court cases. It can't just be... Simple. It Yeah, it's, it's got to be thinking outside the box slightly. And so, you know, the, the way that they prove she has been using the She-Hulk name mm-hmm. by going back to the awful dates that she'd had in the previous episode... And it kind of stops like just being a throwaway gag that she went on some terrible dates. It actually makes it important to the ongoing storyline.
1: But it's, again, it's it's absolutely gut-wrenching when they're all up there and they're like, if, she, if she'd if uh, gone on the date as Joan Walters, would you have gone on the date? And they're like, no, no. Yeah. No. You seem great, but no. And it's like, and afterwards, like, you can feel how hurt she is but she's just kind of hiding it.
0: Yeah, which I think is why in the next episode she wants to attend the wedding as She-Hulk because she's starting to feel like that's the only way she's worthy of any kind of attention. Um, But yeah, so at the end of this episode, that is when we get the look at the Daredevil helmet. Yes, that,
1: that was exciting.
0: That was exciting. And then the next episode... Because there's no tag Jen, on that
1: episode either.
0: No. I laughed my ass <laughs> off when she says, at the beginning of the episode, you may think that this wedding is coming at a... Uh,
1: <laughs> if you think this is happening at a convenient, inconvenient time in the season, you're right, because that's how weddings always are. But I'm going to look great, so let's go.
0: Yeah, that's so cool. that's... So that's the line. Um, and <laughs> every, I,
1: every wedding ever is just inconvenient.
0: I th- I thought that was really funny because you know, it, everyone is, is, after that after that tease at the end of the last episode, everyone thinks, next episode, that's when we get Daredevil. And so that line, I, I felt like she was saying to the audience, I know you're expecting Daredevil this episode, but you're not going to get it. We're going to do this wedding instead.
1: It was just like, fuck you. No. <laughs> Um, And I liked it where obviously she gets to wedding and she's in She-Hulk and she's like embracing She-Hulk and it's got this 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 dress that um, Luke's made and it's.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And she she is. She's getting she's getting that, that. Positive atre- attention that she's been craving um, as She Hulk, but then her friend, I, I can kind of understand her friend's point of view. Like, you know, the the, the wedding is is the bride's day. Don't don't do something that's going to put all the attention on you. Instead, that's yeah. not cool.
1: But I get it from her point of view. She's just won a court trial saying that she doesn't use her name, so she kind of got her. Be She-Hulk, she is She-Hulk, um. But I get the friend's point of view. But then the friend just she gets to cleaning you know, up glasses at one point. Yeah, it's like I'm here as like a bridesmaid.
0: Yeah. So, but it feels she she's overcompensating the other way, then because she knows that everyone wants to see She-Hulk, so she's making her do all the shitty jobs and walk down the aisle with a dog.
1: But it looks a bit dead. That dog was half
0: dead. So, what did you think to the mystery mortal B plot? I thought this was one of the weaker parts <laughs> of the series. This plot, I'm not.
1: I can't, I liked it though. I did. I like the characters. I think it's funny. Like the fact that every time it was in an uncomfortable situation, he just jumped out at window. Like I found it. But quite it's funny. not like.
0: Like, but I have questions about the logistics of that. Like, because he didn't, you know, he didn't stay dead for long. He jumped out the window, and then he got up and he walked off. So when, when he's faking his own death to get out of marriages, how does anyone ever believe he's dead? If you know, there's there's no maybe he can control body when his or,
1: body fixes itself.
0: Maybe so. Do you think he goes right through to a funeral? just sneaks out the coffin beforehand yeah. that's commitment
1: <laughs> it's it's like do you know what this wedding was this marriage was not good i'm just going to i hope people cr- just just sat in the coffin like i hope people cry
0: i think it, it had it had potential but i just don't feel like it was executed well yeah
1: it it had a lot more potential than it did. I, I did like it. I thought it was quite funny the bits that they were.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think it's it's an interesting idea, but, but it is again taking taking the idea of just normal people having superpowers and okay, so what what legal issues could arise from this, and and this is one of them.
1: Yeah, I I, I did like that we got to see Nikki kind of on her own. Yeah, in a way, and then there's back to the wedding and fucking Titania shows up.
0: Yeah, and all again co-
1: all costs she just beat her ass in a courtroom. Yeah.
0: Again, her uh, uh, motivations are just a, a bit a bit vague all the time. Maybe that's like... what
1: it's meant to be though. Maybe because she, she 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 comes across as this shallow person. Maybe that's the point. She's that shallow but just because she hulk one up to she's now making it her life mission to destroy her
0: yeah yeah well i mean that's yeah that's is basically what's happening it just it feels a bit forced i don't know i don't i don't believe it
1: um but i did like the bit where she's obviously jen's obviously drunk and she's like just give me a minute yeah just just Give me a minute and then eventually gets into She Hulk.
0: Yeah. And then yeah, her her friend just decides that Oh no, actually, no, it's fine. And I like that you're She Hulk and you're also and <laughs> like she she just changes her mind out of nowhere. Yeah. So I'm just looking at the writing credits and because for me this episode was the weakest of the lot. It's the um, second weakest for me. It was written by somebody that didn't write any other episodes. So uh, there's no other episodes of S.H.I.E.L.D. to compare it against. I don't know.
1: Maybe maybe the weakest. I'm probably being harsh on the other one. But we'll get to that. Um, I liked... Obviously, it changes. But I did like how someone was taking an interest in Jen.
0: I didn't trust him from the off. No,
1: I didn't trust him. Because I was like, he's going to try and steal your blood at some point, innit? Because there was always that, obviously, when she got ambushed, they tried to stab her with a syringe and it just bent. So I didn't trust it, but I was like, I I wanted it to be real. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then we get to the reveal of Intelligentsia.
0: Yes. Which, again, I thought was going to be a much bigger setup than it was. I thought this was introducing the leader.
1: Yeah, someone big, someone important, someone actually worthwhile. Yeah. And then obviously they go to the point where it's like Nick is told not to do it and then she tells Jen anyway. Yeah. There wasn't really much anything else important in this episode, really.
0: It was a bit of a filler episode. But again, yeah, at the time I did I found that funny because I thought, you know, we've teased Daredevil and we're just going to do a filler episode instead and give us Daredevil next week. <laughs> so then episode seven comes, and we still get no Daredevil.
1: I liked this episode, though. This, I did like this, the episode. This was probably a, one another standout for me. Just main, m- mainly the, friend, the talking circles bit.
0: I wouldn't say it was a standout, but I did, I did enjoy that, and I spent most of the episode thinking this was a trap.
1: What, like an, an abomination trap? Yeah. Because but, the guy then, from the gangsters was there.
0: Yeah, he was there and, you know, still not fully trusting of Abomination.
1: And Iron Bull was there, which is... He was a enemy of...
0: Who's that? Manbull?
1: Manbull, who's actually one of the villains from Daredevil. Um, yeah. So in comics, they've got a lot of past there. Um, but I, I, I thought the matador-man-bull relationship was really funny.
0: Yeah, that, that was that funny. Is,
1: I thought it was really funny because he's like, I'm not a matador just because I dress like one. And then it's just a very way too close relationship between a matador and a bull.
0: So we uh, backtracking slightly. So this episode starts with a bit of a montage of uh, Jen... Going on, on a few dates with the guy that she met at the wedding.
1: Yeah, everything seems to be going well.
0: And them not rushing things, and, yeah, and, uh, you know, after a few dates, they finally sleep together, and then he disappears.
1: Yeah, she texts him about how much fun she had the night before. Yeah. right. she's so happy.
0: And he never replies.
1: Yeah, and we find out she's been nominated for Female Lore of the Year.
0: Oh, yes, that's, but we don't uh, that's but in there as well. But she
1: doesn't care because she's just waiting for... Is it Josh? Josh. I don't know. Yeah, it was Josh. Um, waiting for him to reply. Um, and then, like, Saturday, and still not. And then Sunday she gets a call and she thinks it's Josh. But obviously it was the parole officer, weren't it? Um, saying that Emile's...
0: Like his inhibitor chip, yeah, been been going off. Or is is it broken? It's it's not that he's been transforming, it's just that it's broken and he got an alert on it,
1: so he do not want to go down there alone because they don't. I don't think they knew whether he had transformed, yeah, which I reckon he had.
0: I I think based on other episodes,
1: I think he had.
0: I think he probably had been, but. So I was thinking, with the parole officer is terrified to go because the the abomination could be there. Yeah, but I think this series I it definitely has makes the abomination seem less threatening than
1: anti-hero he
0: than than well, I wouldn't villain. say I, I would I wouldn't go that far. Um, but yeah, in in the Incredible Hulk. He looked like something you would fear a lot more than he did in this,
1: do you mean like the c g i of him or just like i don't the know way i, I feel
0: like the size of it like he he didn't seem as you know yeah, you know, you know how Hulk now isn't quite as big, isn't quite as as muscular, yeah. and maybe maybe that's just part of um of a a, a Emile being more in control of the abomination now, maybe you you may maybe you give up some of the strength to achieve that but yeah i i did i really liked the the, the whole the, the circle and and by the end of the little therapy session that they had i believed that they all had her best interests at heart as yeah. well i believed that who is it one of the uh one of the people in the therapy session that suggests that they go and kill josh
1: um, I think all of them eventually, apart from uh, the guy that was one of the gangsters. Um, yeah. and Neil. Um, I really liked Saracen. I thought that was funny. I wanted yeah. more of that because I thought he was just like, it was weird. And I liked <laughs> Porcupine was quite funny.
0: Just like
1: yeah. Once he took his mask off and everyone's like, just just put it back on.
0: Uh, and then, so at the end of the episode, we get to see what actually happened. Yeah, we
1: get a flashback,
0: and and why she hasn't had any response, um, and it's because he cloned her phone and stole a sample of her blood. We
1: don't know he stole a sample of her blood.
0: It's yeah, we sh- do. It's I'm assumed. sure we see that. We I'm don't. Sure we, si- we
1: don't see him taking it. it's just assumed. I think he's. No, I thought we did because I. No, he sends a text saying um or got it," and it's got like a injection emoji and a
0: right, right.
1: So we don't actually see it, but it's very heavily implied.
0: Yeah. Um, and then so, m- moving off. Uh, yeah, moving on just because eight. it's late and I want to uh, go to bed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> episode eight, best episode, episode eight. of
0: the series. I would say it's one of the best. It is one of the four standouts uh, for me. So it was the first episode, it was the episode with Madison, and then this one, and it won't take much process of elimination to work out which the fourth is.
1: We're going to argue on the next (laughs) one. Um, But this was my favourite episode. I really liked it. Obviously, um, she's talking to Leapfrog
0: who just I, I love Leapfrog.
1: It's just such a shit super Well, it's yeah. not even a superhero is it? It's just it's, it's a, just a rich st-
0: nobbed. But again again it, talking about this you know this world where superheroes exist you would get rich knobheads so it just decide, I I've got money so I can be a superhero as well and not have a clue what they're doing. Yeah. Kind of like um in ass, it's like red mist. Yeah, <laughs>
1: just a rich nob but wants to do it because everyone else is.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Um, and obviously, he wants to take down Luke Jacobson because he blames his suit. Uh, she Hulk obviously goes into just like warns him, and he, <laughs> I like it because he throws a hissy fit about it and rips up the dress, and I found yeah. it quite funny. how he's like, no dress. <laughs> it's like no gifts. <laughs> <laughs> Um, And then obviously we get to court um, and Luke's not got a lawyer. What's going on? Da, da, da. In comes Mr. Blind Man.
0: Finally we get to see Matt Murdock.
1: I know. I just, I love, I I love his daredevil.
0: Yeah, it was great. And it was great in that it it was the same character but with tweaks to it. Yeah. like it, It doesn't feel like they're doing a different version of Daredevil. It just feels like they're expanding on what's already there. Yeah,
1: I feel like he's. Just, I feel like he's got a bit more personality in a way.
0: Yeah, he, he's Do able you know to I mean? have fun a bit more. Yeah, and and you you got bits of that come through in the Daredevil show. I've seen lots of people saying like, you know, you've made him, you've made him too uh, light to the character. But like, he always, he always had flashes of that in the daredevil tv show um but then like
1: this showcased it a little bit more
0: as the series went on he'd he'd get deeper and deeper into into whatever criminal organization he was trying to take down uh and end up you know neglecting those close to him but he always started with with intentions of yeah of of keeping a better balance and i just i feel like it's i feel like we've got to a, a stage where daredevil has managed to find a balance between
1: daredevil it, and it, matt be, between
0: his personal life and his superheroing
1: we get pretty much straight away in the courtroom matt murdoch sits down and straight away he's like what oil did you use and he's like rocket fuel and it's like throw it away
0: yeah. So good use of his powers while he's lawyering not just while yeah. he's daredeviling.
1: Yeah, and everyone's like, How the hell did you know that? But um then they go to a bar and Matt Murdoch's there. Um and then obviously they're having a chat away and he gets called away for something. I don't do we ever find out what he gets called away for? Or is it implied that it's the leapfrog stuff?
0: Yeah, I think it might be, although it's not until it's not until later, isn't it, that she gets a call from Leapfrog to say that he's being chased.
1: Yeah, because don't yeah, so and then yeah, he gets a call later, so he gets called away, and then she gets a call from the really annoying rich person she went on a date with, um, and he's like, "What was his issue?" That's how just
0: unimportant he is. So, well, I mean, they were obviously bringing him back in this episode to remind you of him.
1: Yeah, for certain things. Yeah, so she gets uh, a call from Todd and she goes over there to meet him and he's like, I got a picture of some Wakandan artifacts and then he starts yelling Wakanda forever, which just was cringy (laughs) as hell. Yeah. Like, just please don't do that again. Um, and she, <laughs> and then she just like slams slams the table into him. It's like nope, I'm going. And then obviously gets the call from Leapfrog, and and we finally get like it took so long, but we finally got to see the suit.
0: Yeah, and yeah. I think
1: it looks so good.
0: It does look. It it looks
1: good. It looks comic.
0: But he he didn't he didn't have that suit for long in the comics. I think it was literally a matter of issues. But it does look good. I wouldn't be surprised if it's back to being red in the Daredevil show.
1: But if you, what the white and purple one? What? No, I'm on about She-Hulk suit.
0: Oh right, sorry. I thought you meant the Daredevil no, suit. No, no,
1: She-Hulk suit. I thought She-Hulk suit looked so good.
0: Oh yeah, no it does. It does and it is very comics accurate as well.
1: Very accurate. Um and then Dare I
0: like Daredevil's the tweak
1: on the suit though.
0: Yeah, so so that is that is his original his original suit from the very early Daredevil comics. But as I said, he, he didn't have that for long. So I feel like this is more like you know in all the Netflix shows they all had a moment where they were wearing something like their comics costume and then went, no, nope, yeah, that looks stupid. So I, I feel like this might just be like an extended equivalent of that. Um, and you know, when it comes to Daredevil born again, he's gonna be back in a fully red suit. I hope not, because I, I really like that.
1: I really like that suit. And this bit was just great. Like the team up of between them two, it was great. Yeah. So I'm.
0: I, I I like he's he's a lot more, and I think it's just because they've got a a bigger special effects budget than they had at Netflix. Yeah. He's a lot more flippy now. He's yeah. bouncing off of things <laughs> and flipping about, and and I I like that. He looks you just great.
1: threw the tomfoes straight at them.
0: Oh yeah. Point blank in the head. I I really enjoyed. When She-Hulk pulls his mask off and he just does a really cheeky little grin under there, like <laughs> yeah. "It's me, hi." <laughs> yeah. yeah, there was so much to like in this episode. You know, the, the line "Have you been pretending to be blind?" because that's not cool. <laughs> it's like, no, I am blind. Um, kind of. But yeah, the, there was the, the 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 dynamic between them is what made this episode yeah, so good. Absolutely. The, this this was a brilliant episode, and I think... The walk of shame, though. I think a, a lot of people have said, you know, this is their favourite episode because they like Daredevil and the Daredevil's in this episode, so this is the best one.
1: No, it's but the it's dynamic.
0: Not, it, it's not just that, yeah. She-Hulk is better bouncing off Matt Murdock, forgive the turn of phrase.
1: <laughs> no, that was later in the episode.
0: She She Hulk <laughs> is is better in this episode because her and Daredevil have got such good chemistry together. You know, the the whole conversation, just the, the discussion about the difference between a goon and a henchman.
1: Yeah, um, just the dynamic between them is great. And then obviously yeah. afterwards, when they 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 go home, um, obviously. Yep. Do...
0: Oh wait, let's not skip ahead. Um...
1: What am I skipping ahead for here?
0: So we, we we get a little tease of a hallway sequence, which I thought was a nice nod to the, to the Netflix shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we 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 get to see him fight on his own, which, I, I thought looked great. And then and she
1: just comes crashing down.
0: Yeah, it gives me it gives me very high hopes for, the Daredevil show, and it kind of just shows you that, you know, it doesn't it doesn't need to be. Really dark and really bloody for this to look good, like it still looked fucking brutal, yeah on on this disney plus show um without without there being excessive blood, um you know, just throwing those batons around like you said,
1: then she just she just comes crashing down and it's like, see we can do it my way,
0: yeah, yeah, I mean surely we're gonna like Daredevil's cameoed in this, we're going to get a She-Hulk cameo in, in Daredevil Born Again. Surely. surely.
1: You'd have to. Because I'm pretty sure in the comics as well, though. there was always an on and off thing between She-Hulk and Daredevil. I
0: don't, I don't think so. I think, considering they're both lawyers, that, that there is surprisingly little interaction between them. I mean, yeah. they they do, but they have interacted, but not as much as you would expect.
1: Yeah. Um, so I do hope we get a cameo from her. I loved the, when there was in the like actual frog layer bit, like the main bit, she picks up a game and he's like, no, 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 no. It's a classic.
0: Isn't it Frogger or something?
1: She's like, I don't care.
0: I really liked Leapfrog. I liked his commitment to the bit, calling his, his henchmen, um, tadpoles. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
1: Frog spawn. What were that conversation? There, there were a conversation between two henchmen that were really funny. And they were like, we're calling his tadpoles now. At least it yeah. wasn't. Uh, they said something.
0: Oh, yeah. I, yeah.
1: And I, I, I just found remember. it really funny. Can we please talk about the walk of shame? The the, 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 the walk of shame was brilliant. It was the woman with the dog. And he's just walking, yeah. holding the boots, and just like nods to her. <laughs> I was just like, that's brilliant.
0: Yeah, you would think he would have—I uh, don't know—run across some rooftops or something, but
1: <laughs> it was worn out.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then it took a turn. Some, some of my favourite fourth wall-breaking stuff was at the end of this episode, because she's not just she's not just talking to the camera; she's. Talking to the camera and like dissecting the structure of the episode, like oh, it feels like things should have wrapped up by now. Yeah. And and yeah, she's right. Like, what? Why? Why are oh, we still here? Oh, no, we're doing this too. Um, and then she's like, oh, oh, why are we doing the? uh Why are we doing the the award ceremony? And then oh, is next week the series finale? And that. That level of self-awareness, I really enjoyed. You know, it's not just, I know there's an audience and we'll talk to it. It's like, I know this is a weekly show. I know the structure of yeah. shows. Actually, it's similar to when she says in, I think it's like episode three, she says, uh, connecting the A and B plots. Nice.
1: <laughs> I think they did the fourth wall breaks really
0: well. I just wish there were more of them, honestly. because it episode it's... wasn't enough it is such a integral part of the burn run of she hulk which is like i said what i read in preparation for this um but yeah i i would have liked to i would have liked to see more and i would have liked to see them go harder but yeah so we get we get to the award ceremony um she finds out that
1: they all every, win
0: every nominee is a winner which and, was a cop-out. Yeah, they get asked inane questions like, what's the best part of being a female lawyer?
1: And one, an, one of them asks, like, one of them answers, like, it's really rewarding helping the community. And, and then, is it Lulu?
0: Is that a name? I, I don't know. I can't
1: remember. Um, the other lawyer she works with is like, I don't know, getting half the wage for twice the work. And, yeah. And it's like...
0: But Yeah, so this is when the intelligentsia take over the screen. And show a sex tape. And basically, basically just slut-shame She-Hulk. Yeah. Like, they're that desperate to discredit her that the only thing they can come up with is this woman has sex with men. <laughs> like, that's... Oh, my God! Like, that's a terrible thing. And, you know, it is... It is, again, like, it is... It's back, I, I, to, it's back
1: to him pushing them real world issues, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I. The you fact know, I. I love that it actually
1: happens.
0: I love that they basically made the internet the villain <laughs> of this series.
1: I think that was the point, were not it? But
0: yeah, like, and anyone anyone who's spent any kind of time on Twitter and things like that knows how how toxic of a place the internet can be. <laughs> so it it makes it makes so much sense. Um, and well, obviously,
1: them slut shaming kind of makes her a little bit angry.
0: Yeah, and I I think I, it's other than other than episode one when she first transforms, I feel like it's the only time we really see the Hulk side, savage. Yeah, She Hulk.
1: But it's when her eyes change and she just goes a bit mental, and it's like, whoa, okay. Yeah, but
0: that last shot I found really powerful because it's like she she's still breaking the fourth wall she looks she looks down the camera, like but shit, but she no longer really understands what she's seeing, and she's not fully in control anymore, yeah, um because yeah the the Hulk personality that she didn't think she had seems to have taken over, and I kind of wanted to see more of that. At the start of the next episode, she's just in custody. Um, Before
1: we talk about the next episode, yep, I'm guessing this was your fourth standout.
0: Yeah, this was my favourite episode of the lot.
1: Okay, it's my least favourite.
0: I like I do not understand that at all.
1: It there are parts in this that are part, some of the best parts in the series, but like on a whole, I. I don't know if it was I went into this ep- episode expecting like massive things and it was just part of it w- that was great, but it just fell flat. And I, like, I after I was sat and I was like, is that it?
0: Afterwards, I was sat thinking, why wasn't the whole show like this? So, And I
1: think that might be what it were. It took too much of a turn. Do you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: maybe, maybe. They, do
1: you know you're talking about wanting more fourth wall breaks? Yeah. If they would have been that consistent, yeah, throughout, I would probably have been okay with it. But it was the fact that I was bored for like the first twenty minutes. Okay. At the start.
0: So I, I mean, yeah, the first twenty minutes obviously weren't what I loved about this episode. It, so it
1: was the last twenty.
0: So she she wakes up she's she's in custody she's got to wear an inhibitor she can't be she hulk anymore and she's conflicted about that um you know again I, I you know I, I felt for her because she she just started to accept that side of herself yeah. fully um she just started to accept I think I think through through meeting Daredevil and spending time with Daredevil she Finally, started to Understand. accept that she well, could be a superhero. Yeah, it wasn't just you know I can be She-Hulk to look awesome. And...
1: It's like what Bruce was saying to her at the episode one. So it did bring it full circle. He was like, "Well, you're a superhero," and she's like, "No, I'm a lawyer." Yeah,
0: and it's what she's saying herself at the very beginning of episode one. She's practicing her. She's practicing her her speech she's going to give in court, and she's saying, "Those with the most power." Basically, you know, With great power comes great responsibility. Those with the most power, do they have a responsibility to just not use it for harm, or do they have a moral obligation to use it for good? And like, she's finally starting to listen to herself when she has those powers taken away. So you get you get Nikki and Pug infiltrating this uh, this intelligence I did. Li- I did like
1: Pug trying to um, navigate that.
0: Uh, yeah, you know Pug is a great character and I
1: wanted more Pug.
0: I think that there's a throwaway line from Nikki where she says something about how heterosexual dating seems really difficult. So I think Nikki's meant to be gay, although it never really it, I don't think it ever goes further than that one line. Um but it, if Nikki wasn't gay, I would totally ship Nikki and Pug.
1: Absolutely. I like. I really like Pug, and I like the way he was actually like he had just go in that circle. He was like, "Women, uh, and everyone yeah. Was like, yeah, yeah, yeah." It's like what the fuck.
0: Yeah, and and th- they repeat the line from earlier in the series about how it's just nepotism. Yeah, uh, she's not in the, the the power, and-, and they're all just stood around going
1: nepotism. Yeah, yeah, nepotism. Yeah.
0: She's not earned her power which is again a legitimate thing people have been saying online in the real world like she's she's not not earned this power everything that Bruce has been through and yeah like I said earlier it's amazing how well they predicted the online response yeah. from certain corners of the internet and it's unfortunately a very vocal minority um that if you if you look in any comment section about She-Hulk, you would believe that everyone hates this show and nobody's watching it. Yeah. But if you look at the actual actual streaming rankings, this is a very watched show yeah. and has done very well.
1: It's just the people that like to voice their opinion are wrong. Yeah. <laughs> is is the is the main thing. I
0: mean, it's not, you know what? It's fine. It's fine if you don't like the show. Because I I understand it. it's not for everyone. Like I can I can understand why some people wouldn't. But it, at it's least
1: it's not okay if you don't like it because she's a woman.
0: Yeah, if you'd already decided that you hated She-Hulk because before this show came out, then yeah, you you, you might have issues.
1: <laughs> You're a dick.
0: While Pug's in this massive barn and his phone signal drops out and he cut. Co- Oh, like as soon as that happened, because there was the whole setup of Jen not being able to get phone signal two episodes earlier, and I was like, "Oh shit, this is." Blonsky. I didn't. I
1: didn't click it.
0: Yeah, straight away. I.
1: I didn't click it until she got there, and, she, and it and there was like, oh, "Is it a function in the barn?" Yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah. I was
0: like, ah. But it is interesting that. So the guy she was talking to who told her there was a function in the barn was part of the wrecking crew. Um Like I I, I was when I realised it was a barn, I was like, Oh no, all those guys that she was bonding with, like, they weren't really helping her, they're actually, but they actually part were. of intelligentsia. But no, like, that guy that guy wasn't invited to the event in the barn, he wasn't part of it.
1: He'd actually turned around, turned his ways around. Yeah. It was probably a good knock to the head that did that, but... So, yeah, she gets to the barn, and obviously, just before that, we find out that fucking Todd... Like, I, I feel like that were a disappointment.
0: That was a disappointment, yeah. Because well, Totted...
1: like, why? Why was that the big reveal?
0: Well, that's part of what they're breaking down later, that, that kind of reveal for these shows... Um that the kind of finale that this starts turning into, is exactly what they mock, basically later on. But yeah, so so abomination is there as abomination, and what? I'm not quite sure what is it. Is he just doing it for the money? Like,
1: yeah, I think so. Be,
0: because he doesn't seem to be on their side.
1: Because yeah, he he, he, he seem, later he doesn't seem to
0: know. No If the way
1: he's talking, he doesn't seem to know what they're actually.
0: Because then he's he's trying to protect Jen, doesn't he he, he picks he, he her picks up? picks and... her up to
1: save her and then Bruce yeah. drops in and he's like, let go of her and they start fighting and
0: Yeah. And then that's when the the big fourth wall break happens.
1: And then Titania and... shows up.
0: Oh, yeah, Titania shows up. And I feel like then, the only the only this is person that doesn't turn up is Daredevil.
1: Yeah, and then this is what I actually liked about... I liked the fourth okay. one where it goes to the Disney Plus home screen.
0: Yeah, she so this, is, this is what I wanted more of. This kind of proper crazy... So, again, in, in the in Sensational She-Hulk uh, a comic series, quite often, if She-Hulk's running late... She she walks across the panels to get to where she needs to go to save time. Like it's just the yeah. kind of thing. And this felt like the TV equivalent of that. Like she'll she'll pop out of her like, logo on the Disney Plus screen like, and no, jump into another one. Not
1: that film. No, no. That'll work. And goes through it. Yeah. Goes into this finger alt writers, and everyone's just looking at her like. It... <sighs> It was when she's gone into the real world, but everyone knows she's She-Hulk. And I'm like, okay, like, should you not be scared shitless?
0: Because everyone there understands that She-Hulk can interact with the fourth wall. Um,
1: But one of the funniest things in this episode... Is it Kevin? Yeah, she's looking for Kevin Feige, obviously. She goes up and it's this. It's like the um, portal robots...
0: Yeah, yeah, it is.
1: <laughs> and it's like I am Kevin.
0: See, I thought all this stuff is what you were going to say you didn't like. No. Because I thought I thought you'd found the fourth wall breaking going too far, but this is this no, is what I, I wanted, wanted through it. the whole series. I
1: wanted it. I just felt like the rest of the episode was too mundane. Right. For what everything for what all the other episodes have been, and yeah. I feel like it was too mundane, and that wasted time. I think yeah. that's what it were. There were too much mundane shit, and that wasted the episode.
0: But again, that is that is what they're parodying by doing this. So the conversation that she's having with the writers is like, really, this is,
1: I like this that. is the I kind do, of I finale? I like
0: that, and it's like... Well, because this is what normally happens in the finale, isn't it? It's a big CGI fight. Yeah. Like, I, I loved Moon Knight, but the finale was a big CGI fight between two massive gods in the background. I, like, it's, I loved
1: Moon Knight though. It's like,
0: great. I, I really liked Moon Knight. But it was a great I, finale the, the,
1: as well, to be fair. You can't, you can't say it weren't good.
0: It wasn't as good as the rest of the series. No. Like, y- you always know what's coming with the finales. It's going to be a big CGI fight. And it's the same with the end of most Marvel films as well.
1: But when she um, gets so, to Ke- Kevin he's like, I am Kevin. Knowledge enhanced visual inconnectivity nexus.
0: I I did really like that they chose to do something different and that they were so knowing about it that they didn't just do something different. It was a fake-out. They were, were like, look, we're going to do the big CGI nonsense fight that these shows always do. Like, Oh, no, no, we're not. So, yeah, some of the conversation that she has with Kevin is great asks when the X-Men are going to appear.
1: That was... I, f- I feel like that's kind of hinting. A I little mean,
0: it's, bit. She's, like, asking questions on behalf of the audience. I
1: like... I liked but she was like, oh, one more thing. What's with all the daddy issues in the MCU? Yeah. yeah. So she's like, oh, who did she say first? She was like, Iron Man, daddy issues. Thor, daddy issues. Loki, same daddy issues.
0: Yeah uh peter quill two daddies two issues <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> daredevil a rat, daredevil a rat. she gives him all these things like this is what we're gonna do this is what we're gonna do and then she's like we'll see you back in court um and then she gets back and it's like oh
0: i so there was um see you on a big screen which i thought was a confirmation that she's gonna have anyone like nah
1: <laughs> and then, but when she gets back and Daredevil just comes like, I'm, I'm here, he's like, oh, fuck.
0: There's no way she's not in Kang Dynasty or Secret Wars. There is no way she's not going to be on the big screen sooner or later. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I think, like I said earlier, I think next time we see her is going to be in Daredevil.
1: But the biggest reveal in this episode that we knew was coming... We knew it was coming, and you well. You have wanted this.
0: Not like you this. You have wanted this. Not like this.
1: <laughs> you are. You asked for it, and they fucking gave it you. Hulk appears with Scar.
0: Yeah, he looks really bad, doesn't he? <laughs> like, and people have complained about the CGI of She-Hulk, and that never bothered me. But Scar looks awful. <laughs> like really bad, and. I, I did wish that they'd saved it for films because then the they CGI would have had a budget, bigger budget yeah. for it. And that's They've what... used
1: all the budget on She-Hulk. I, to be fair, I did liked Ke- that. Kevin
0: Wait. Kevin says, oh, but we were going to introduce... And obviously he was going to say Scar, and she said, oh, save it for the films. And I was like, oh, yeah, so at least... like That's basically confirmation that it's coming, but we don't have to have it in this series. So I, I wish they had just saved it for the films because... That was a really underwhelming first look I, at Scar.
1: I did like how Kevin was like, "Wait till the camera's off you to transform." We're using up budget.
0: Yeah, yeah, it it, it was, the yeah the the level of how knowing it all was yeah was really fun. It like was
1: just I... my thing was this. It was, it wasn't the worst episode, but it wasn't my favorite. My favorite was with. Daredevil and uh and She Hulk because of the dynamic there and everything yeah. there. And, and then Massive That, was, then my that second, was a great episode. My second was probably the first. Um and yeah. then probably this third, maybe fourth. It was just the second half of this episode was great. It was just the first half. Like it
0: just But there was still there was some really fun stuff in there.
1: I just I didn't I don't think I liked how they did the first half
0: but like I said, the, this whole thing just it left me confused as to what because I thought we were going to get some big titania reveal as to why she's been basically harassing her yeah, that we didn't she get yeah she punched her in first episode without I, that yeah like i i understand that now but it shouldn't have taken me watching the series twice to get that because like like i said it was just a throwaway line in episode 2 where they said oh she caused a scene while she was escaping from traffic court
1: I feel like the ending, like the fourth wall breaks and everything like that, and then she comes back and she just says to Todd, "I'll see you in court," and that was it. Yeah. And it was kind of a bit like.
0: Okay, yeah, so, yeah, I
1: get it. it like. Yeah, she, you're a she
0: she she gets to she gets to beat him as Jen. Yeah. She doesn't she doesn't need. The she doesn't need the strength of She Hulk, to beat him. She's going to beat him her way on her terms. I liked that. And like I said, it's a different way to do. It's a different way to do a finale.
1: What I want to know, I want to know your opinions on the tag. So Emil sat in prison. Wong appears. Yeah. Good old Wongers, and says so apologizes that he's late because he got stuck in another TV show. Yeah. And then also says we're really in the era of peak TV. What TV show has he been in?
0: I think no. he he means he's. He's got sucked into another TV show. Like he's got obsessed with watching another show.
1: Does he though? Yeah. Does he though?
0: Yeah. He does. Are you sure? Yeah, because last time we saw him, he was binge watching Sopranos.
1: So he hasn't been. He hasn't been sucked into Secret Invasion.
0: No, I don't think that's what it meant. Or Loki. The, there's only there's only She Hulk that's breaking the fourth wall. Um, I I did find it interesting because it implies that. Earlier in the series, um, when Wong said, "Oh no, he he broke him out against his will, um, just because he needed, he needed a worthy opponent to fight." That seems to have been a lie. They seem to have a tighter friendship than they let on. Yeah,
1: it's like you took your time.
0: Yeah, and you know when when you see them fighting in, in Shang Chi, they he, walk off like, he, friendly. He, they walk off friendly, and he's giving him tips. He's on. on Keeping his defense up or whatever, so it it seems like it's not the first time they've been there fighting. Yeah, um, it's a, a bit of a, a hobby for them, I guess. Um, but yeah, like it's like, have you got Wi Fi, Yeah, and we we know they do from uh, Doctor Strange one.
1: <laughs> it's like, what's the password?
0: Is it Shamb- Shambhala? Shambhala is like, what's this? My mantra is like, yeah, know the Wi Fi password. Um, but yeah, on the whole. Very positive on this series. It's yeah. one of my favourite uh, Marvel Disney Plus shows. Yeah. Um... It's, it's it's up there with... I'd say it's around the level of uh, Moon Knight and Miss Marvel. It, I can't, it, I can't it, it doesn't decide. It quite, doesn't quite reach the heights of WandaVision for me, which is my favourite still.
1: Do you know what? I think... I think I've joint. I can't decide on Moon Knight, Miss Mar, Miss Marvel, and She Hulk. One division second, but they're joint first because I can't decide. I think they're too different. Yeah. To actually decide, like I loved all of them. They're just so completely different. I cannot make that choice.
0: Okay. Well, we will at some point go through our uh, rankings. Disney Plus. Disney Plus rankings. What we should do a. You know our, our film rankings and our Disney Plus rankings for the MCU. So that that's the She-Hulk TV series covered. Like I said before, in the future, hopefully we will be able to do these week by week, um, and and dive a bit deeper into each episode. I feel like we, you know, we we skimmed over each episode yeah. uh, a bit, and that's partly because.
1: We're having to do a full series it's, it, in it, it, one it, it, episode, yeah.
0: And partly because it's not as fresh in our minds. I'd love to uh, for Secret Invasion, like watch the episode and the next day record the podcast, so that
1: so that we've got those opinions like fresh as anything. Yeah.
0: Moving on to the final segment of our show, it's for recommendations. You had a little, uh, you had a little theme tune for this last week. Do you remember it? <laughs>
1: What was the theme tune?
0: I don't know. I'm going to cut it out from last episode and paste it in. It's fine.
1: Da, 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 da. This segment is the recommendations.
0: There you go. So my recommendation for this week is going to be the uh, John Byrne run on Sensational She-Hulk from, I think it started in '89. Because the series takes heavy influence from it, so if you uh, if you enjoyed the She-Hulk TV series, this is definitely a comic to read. Uh, there's a lot, like I said earlier, there's a lot of fourth wall breaking in it. She does do things like walk from one panel to another. She does things like argue with John Byrne and address him by name. When things are happening in her story that she doesn't like, when the villains aren't high-profile enough villains for her, she wants uh, she wants for big-name villains in her comic book, and also bit the yeah, that I I don't want to give away too much, but there's that they, they they dive into a bit of what happens to. What happens to comic book characters when they don't have an ongoing comic book series? Okay. Like, how does their existence change in that world?
1: Is it like Jerry Daycare for Rick and Morty?
0: <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's my recommendation for have this week. Have you been
1: playing anything?
0: I'm still playing Final Fantasy X.
1: Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, my recommendation, I'm going to go a bit different. So we spoke about Enola Holmes... Yeah, I'm going to recommend watching the Sherlock Sherlock with Benedict Cumberbatch.
0: Oh, yeah. If you've not
1: watched it, you've watched it. But if you have watched it, watch it again, because it's great. Like (laughs) just the way he zooms on things. And I think Benedict Cumberbatch is a great actor um, and he does it so well. And I really like the fact each series only has three episodes because they like mini movies. I've, I have think it's really great. Rather than just loads of episodes and filler episodes, it's like everything is important yeah. in an episode. So I really think that's great. Quality over quantity. Yeah, literally. Um, so definitely watch that if you haven't, and if you have, watch it again.
0: Okay, so that's the episode. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can email notnpod at gmail.com. Or messages on Twitter, we are at News of the Nerd. Goodbye. Bye guys! That's not something I would have ever given consideration before. You know, does Clark Kent have to trademark She-Hulk? Uh, no, Clark Kent wouldn't. <laughs> why, why would Clark Kent trademark She-Hulk? Oh, it's getting late. It's a
1: bit weird, isn't it? <laughs> hell. Clark
0: Kent after trademark Superman? Uh, you know, While what we're does on that it, say? Does Iron super- Man
1: have to tra- trademark racket, Rocket Raccoon?
0: And so that line, I, I felt like, was straight to the... Well, obviously, it was, you know, looking down the barrel over the camera, it was breaking the fourth wall, and it was saying, I know you were expecting She-Hulk this episode, but you're not getting it. We're going to do this wedding no, instead. you are
1: getting She-Hulk this episode, in a show called She-Hulk.
0: Oh, did I not say Daredevil? No. No.
1: <laughs> you are... <laughs> it's
0: late. I'm tired.
1: And I'm hoping we're going to call this episode the one with the She-Hulk spoilers little friends reference
0: why are we referencing friends why not because it's got nothing to do with anything
1: it's got everything to do with everything
0: okay jesus christ yes (laughs) sometimes i think this podcast was a mistake